0: Have you ever thought about why am I investing, why am I trading, especially if it's not working out for you? Like, what's the point of putting yourself through all this pain if you're losing money? Well, I'm going to share with you the number one thing you really should be thinking about and what's more valuable than money to leave behind by starting to learn and invest in the stock market, even if it's not working for you. Let's get into it. Do you feel like you were meant to live a life of financial abundance? Like, you know, your money is supposed to work harder for you than you work for it. Maybe you heard about the stock market and the new millionaires being created and wonder why not me? Maybe you want to invest in the stock market, but you don't know where to start. Maybe you have a 401k or an IRA, but you want to enjoy your money now not just in retirement. Maybe you've already had some success in the stock market, but you wanna take it to the next level. Working for somebody else and watching free YouTube videos will only get you so far. To truly be financially free, it takes a strategic game plan, an investor's mindset, and a willingness to take calculated risks. When you're ready to get out of the rat race and onto the fast track, join us here where we break down how to manage money, how to navigate the stock and options market, and how to approach investing with the right mindset. I'm Jason Brown, stock market coach and options trader, and this is the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. So I want to talk about something a little different today. I want to talk about death. All right. And I know that's not typically a topic that most people want to talk about, but we got to talk about it. So, my um, my wife's grandmother passed away, ninety six years old. Margaret Chateau, God bless your soul. You lived a great and full life. I'm talking uh, nine kids, tons of grandkids, all that good stuff, and. When I you know spent time with her, she was always so welcoming in their home and just so full of life all the way to the last day that she passed and so you may be thinking like, well, what does this have to do with the stock market or money markets and mindset and I just want to share with you what you know just her passing kind of meant to me or what it had me at least thinking about as I you know watched her during her final days, and so you know when we when we when we look out at life and we think we have all this time left and, and depending on you know how you look at life, we do have a lot of time left and depending on how you look at it, we don't have that much time left. We definitely have a finite amount of time on this earth. And she passed at 96 years old, which is a blessing. And when you think about when I looked at, you know, some of the things that I thought about during her final days was this. So let me just, let me just dive right into it. So here's what I thought about. Number one, On her, you know, deathbed, which was very interesting to see someone pass away that is not that is still in their right mind, but their body is just shutting down. So it's like she wasn't weak. She wasn't um, incoherent, like she talking, laughing, joking, knowing like it could happen any second or any day, um, which was a whole nother experience in itself to be like in your right mind, knowing that your heart is, you know, just kind of shutting down. And there's not much you can do, but you're like, ah, it's cool. And you're still joking, saying stuff like, I might fool everybody and just stay around here a little longer. Like, that was her personality, which was so cool. Um, but a couple things that came to my mind is, you know, in that moment when we we're kind of hanging out with her, sitting around her bedside, um, what she was left with was memories. She was telling stories about, you know, things that happened in her life and in her past and It made me realize like, you know, life is about the memories that you create. And those are the things that you'll get to relive over and over and over again, especially if you're in your right mind, like you can just close your eyes and go back to that vacation in Cancun. You can just close your eyes. And, you know, if you like driving exotic cars, you can remember driving that car and how the engine felt and dropping the top on it. Um, you can just close your eyes and remember the first time your kid was born or, you know, the first time you made a $1,000 in the stock market and you realized it worked. Whatever it may be, it's the life experiences that really carry on with us long after our body may shut down. And it's also those same life experiences and stories that live long after we're gone. So if you think about the experiences is is what makes life is what you take with you is what actually stays behind when you're gone. I was thinking, you know, while she was on her deathbed, guess what she wasn't thinking about? She wasn't thinking about her retirement account. She wasn't a stock trader, but I could imagine if she was a trader, she wasn't thinking about the one or two trades that went against her. And she wasn't thinking about the one or two trades that worked out for her. You know, like that was not on her mind. I could guarantee you, I could tell you with 100% confidence when we sat around the bed with her in the hospital, she was not thinking about how big her house was. She wasn't thinking about the car she had or what she was going to do with it, who was going to get it. I can truly tell you that none of that mattered. The car, the house, how much money was in her bank account It's about to get divided up by her kids anyway, or who knows where the money's going. Right? None of that mattered. None of that mattered except the stories and the experience that she was telling and the stories and the experiences that she was going to leave behind. And so what I took from that as like a trader, as an investor, as a person that's still living, still healthy, still relatively young is that life is short, short in the sense that we won't be here forever. Most people don't even make it to 96 or hundred. So depending on how old you are, you could safely say that 50% of your life may already be over. If you're 45, 50, you could it's tough to say, but like 50% of your life is over. But here's the exciting part, right? This isn't like doom and gloom. This is exciting, though. What's exciting is you can now put into perspective what's really important. And so you can start to ask yourself the questions that really matter. Do I want to stay at a job that I don't like? Do I want to stay in a relationship that I don't like for the you know for this next 50% of my life? Am I going to spend the next 50% wishing I got into the stock market? Am I gonna spend the next 50% wishing I would've bought that course? And it's not about buying a course. It's not about buying a uh, getting into the stock market. What it's about is Are you going to spend the rest of your time wishing you would have done something different to improve your current situation that might be limited by finances? Like, I would have took that vacation, but I never made enough money. It's like, but the stock market could potentially be that answer. So are you going to spend the rest of your like, wishing you studied the stock market, wishing you took the course? If you've lost money in the stock market, it's like, You still have your health. You still have your right mind. You still can go hug your loved ones. You still can walk outside and let the sun kiss your face one more time. You still can breathe in and breathe out and taste the air like she can't breathe in and breathe out and taste the air. So are you going to continue to let that one trade or maybe you lost some money, lost what you thought was your life savings or lost maybe you started with five grand and was like, I'm going to try it. And you lost that five grand, but like, man, you are still alive. So I'm just here to tell you, encourage you that it's not even close to over. If you're still breathing, if you still can feel the sun ricocheting off your face, if you can still go hug and touch a loved one, there is so much time left to make the money back. Cause whether you made it or lost it in the final moments that, was not really what was important. However, if we can use the money and make the money to make us more money, to create more experiences, that is what we wanna focus on while we're still here. If you can make the money to own your deathbed, let all your grandkids know they'll never have to pay for college. If you can make the money and take your family on that family vacation next year and create that experience, That's where you want to put your time and energy on the time that you have left. And what can you do to turn it around from a financial standpoint to experience some of the things that you may want to experience? But there's time left on the clock. And so, you know, that that's what I was thinking about when I was spending some time with her in her final days, that the stuff that we think is important. Is not really important. Like you come in this world broke no money, no clothes, no home, right? You come in this world with nothing and you pretty much go out with nothing. So what you can leave behind is information. She, you can leave the stories behind. You can leave the blueprint behind of how you made the money. Like she can't take the money with her, but she can leave a blueprint. But her blueprint during her age was what? She worked 40 years. She retired from Sears. If you remember Sears Corporation, Um, they used to buy bonds or saving bonds. They bought land, farmland, different things like that. She has that blueprint to pass on. But for our generation and for those who are listening to me now, you can leave the blueprint of how to log on to your computer, how to buy a stock, how to buy a good company, how to buy an option, how to buy a put option to protect your account. You can leave that information behind. You can't leave the money. It's going to get divided. It's going to get spent amongst the siblings. It'll probably be gone in 30 days. What I mean, gone is like once it's divided up, everyone will spend it however they see fit. And that'll be the last of it. But the blueprint of how to make money is something you can leave behind in your kids. It's something you can leave behind in your spouse that can continue to impact the generations. The house, the car, at some point, it'll be an old car. At some point, it'll be an old house. But the information about how to make money will never get old. The stock market has been here before we were born. It's going to be here uh, after most of us. Should I say it was here before most of us was born. And it's going to be here after we all leave there will be a stock market going on, probably a stock market in heaven, right? (laughs) They'll be investing in the next angels or something. I don't know. Like who you think gonna manufacture these wings? You think Amazon gonna deliver these wings, (laughs) right? Uh, That'd be crazy if if Amazon is up in heaven delivering wings to people's doorsteps. (laughs) Like, I don't know. But my point is there'll, there'll always be a stock market. You just want to make sure your time here on earth, like even though you're working a job probably right now, you cannot pass your job down to your kids. Like my kid, like if you work at, I'm I'm from Michigan. So they used to say, like, if you work at Ford, GM or Chrysler, like you can't give your kids your job on the assembly line. You know what I'm saying? But you can give them the blueprint of how real estate works, of how stock markets works, of the stories of how you lived your life, how you impacted people, how you gave to churches, charities, different things like that. So it's the experiences and the information that can live on well beyond you. And I went to this talk one time, um, we had this talk and uh, Marina came and spoke to our group and she said something that was very profound. Her grandfather passed. She said, "You, you die twice. The first time you die is when your physical body dies. The second time you die, and this was super impactful to hear this, he said the second time you die is when your name dies, It's when no one mentions you. There's no more stories to tell. Nobody remembers you. They don't remember what you did or what you said or what you left behind. That's the second time you die. And I thought, wow, I never heard it put like that. But it's impossible to die that second death if every generation of kids, nieces, nephews all ask, Where did it change for our family? And they get to say, Man, your great great aunt, your great uncle, insert your name great aunt, great uncle, great dad, great grandpa took a course took this information learned how the stock market works changed how our family tree makes money forever was able to make x amount of dollars and that set us on a different path that gave us enough money to open our first store that gave us enough money to open uh, or put the kids through college now these three are doctors and lawyers whatever the case may be what will they be saying about your name to make sure it doesn't die that second death. And to make sure that that doesn't happen, that you don't die that second death, the best way to make sure that happens is that you're creating the memories, the experiences to leave behind, and you're leaving some information behind that's more valuable than, where's my headstone gonna be placed? You're leaving some information behind that's more valuable than the family recipe. Although the family recipe has made people rich, right? They didn't turn it into barbecue sauce and special chicken or open restaurants off that. I'm not saying that that's not valuable because that falls under the category of information. So grandma, grandpa, how you make them cookies, how you make that cake, that was information. So as we wrap this up, I want you thinking about the experiences that you're gonna leave behind, the stories that you're gonna be able to tell, And the stories that people are going to be able to tell about you and what information did you get that you can leave behind so that it can continue to impact the generations after you in a positive way? And maybe that's the information that you learn in the stock market. Here's here's a funny thing that we don't think about is you might get the information whether you do something with it or not. Sometimes you just getting the information, open the door for your kids to actually take the information and run with it. Does that make sense? It's like the first generation got the information, did a little bit with it, but because they had the information and passed it to the second generation, they did a little bit more. And maybe that generation took it, passed it to the next, and they took it and became the millionaires, became the billionaires, changed the family tree forever but you gotta have something to pass down. You gotta have some information of value. You gotta give them something to work with. So please, think about your life while you're still here, what information you gonna pass down, and what life experiences are you gonna create while you still have breath in your body. So my girl Margaret Chateau, God bless her 96-year-old soul, Um. That was one of the things of many things that I've learned from talking to her um, that I got from the passion of her death. In fact, I remember when she said, we were asked like, you've been around a long time. What's one of the, what's what's something, what's one of the most interesting things you've seen happen like for us technology? And she said, I can remember when electricity was being put in the homes. And I thought, wow, you saw it go from candle lights to electricity, to her final day, she used to play puzzles on her iPad. I mean, can you imagine all of the transformation she saw in her lifetime? Just incredible. So anyway, I'm encouraging you to live well, go help other people, but help yourself so that you can leave something behind that can help your family and generations to come. I'll see you on the next episode.